0: Welcome to episode forty-two of Squared Circle Rewind, where we review WWF SummerSlam nineteen ninety-one, and bringing our current events for this week will be Dave. I don't even know if it's a big breaking news
1: or if it's confusing, but we have a new Hall of Fame inductee that was recently announced, which has caused a lot of controversy, a lot of opinions. Kid Rock. Is now a WWE Hall. He, well, sorry, he's not now the Hall of Famer. He hasn't been inducted officially yet, but he's he, going to be at the he ceremony. He performs
0: one song at of mania at WrestleMania 25 as the Divas come in, and now he's a Hall of Famer. Now, if that's what we're based um, on, um, unless you're ba- if you're basing it on theme music, then why isn't Jim Johnson going in? just going to say that
2: you is know? It, is, because like
0: I know he was his, Undertaker used his song as yeah, his so theme for is a time. going to induct him. I want it to be Santina. I don't know. She won that battle royal. She's really busy. I think she might be. She, she is not missed the WrestleMania. That
1: is true. So that is true. But <laughs> he he does one song. He's Hall of Fame. Yep. Yeah. Fred Durst should be in the Hall of Fame before him because Fred Durst is actually in a video game. Ooh, that is as true. As an unlockable and character. A, okay. And he performed at WrestleMania as well during Taker's entrance.
0: Is the DX band in WrestleMania yet? No. Or not in WrestleMania, and all of them? <laughs> they were in WrestleMania. They were in yeah, WrestleMania, were. yes. Yes.
1: yes. There's, like, quite frankly, there's a lot of options here that they could done. And one
2: Motorhead could could have been inducted. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But Lemmy is no longer. I know. Well, there's a lo- well, there have I, been a lot of. I understand, okay. but like, you know, maybe that's why. I don't know. I don't know. I don't Any know. if That's breaking news. You know, but that's what's happening this week. <laughs> yeah. Kid so Rock. let's let's. Who's uh, the last
1: celebrity induction anyway? So was it was a a Drew Carey? It's been a couple years since we have a. Pretty maybe.
0: sure it was Drew Carey.
1: So the first celebrity induction we've had in many years. Kid Rocks, ladies and gentlemen. Kid
2: right. Rock.
0: Well, on that note,
1: did that... you see the picture they used for his induction?
0: No. <laughs> you gotta go check it out. Uh, okay. Everybody, go check out the picture. I guess it's, hilarious. it's terrible.
2: Uh, let's go to some happy things, as in beneficial facts. Take it away. Beneficial facts. All right. WWF SummerSlam 1991. The tagline is a match made in heaven and a match made in hell. The so- match made in hell, just by the way, according to Bobby Heenan, is obviously the wedding. Yes, obviously. Uh, SummerSlam 91 is being held at the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden, New York City, in front of a packed house of 20,000 fans. Hmm. As I said, the tagline is a match made in heaven and a match made in hell. To elaborate, Macho Man Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth made that historic and emotional reuniting at WrestleMania 7. A few months later, on the July 6th episode of WWF Superstars... Macho Man gets down on one knee and asks and pops that all-iconic question.
0: Will you marry me?
2: Oh, yeah. And there you have it.
0: Therefore, their their video for this, like just before the wedding, was awesome. Because you could see people crying in the crowd. Like like, they were so invested in those two.
1: One of the best stories ever told.
2: Ever. Ever. The greatest story ever told? One of the greatest stories ever told. Oh, right. Yes, is that better? So the match made in heaven <laughs> is Macho Man Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth getting hitched, tying the knot, getting married on live pay-per-view. The match made in hell, on the other hand, consists of the Ultimate Warrior teaming up with Hulk Hogan to take on the Triangle of Terror. Which is- uh, oh. Excuse me, sorry. Isn't, isn't it the Ultimate Slime and the Immortal Puke? Oh. According to who? Slaughter. That's true. Okay. Sorry. Just, just be, I'm just being that guy. That's okay. his team? Jess, Jesse was that guy. <laughs> sorry, man. So they're taking on the Triangle of Terror Sergeant Slaughter, General Adnan, and Colonel Mustafa. Now. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? What's that? It's all good. So the, I'm fine. Now there's a little bit of controversy surrounding this match. One month before this event. Warrior wrote a letter... Yeah, wrote a letter. This is before email, folks. Was (laughs) it a Warrior promo? It could have been. (laughs) Uh, Warrior wrote a letter to McMahon threatening to no-show the event unless paid...
0: $100 billion.
2: Or something to that degree. The exact (laughs) amount was never really clarified. So having said that... McMahon, by his own words, begrudgingly paid Warrior what he demanded, because while marketing, headlining, promoting the Warrior to be at this match, McMahon owed it to the audience to get the match into the ring. As McMahon Sr. would say, get the match to the ring. Yeah. So, so I guess one could say the real match made in hell happened behind the curtain. Anyway. Commentary is done by Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby the Brain Heenan, and Rowdy Rowdy Piper. And
0: Piper was better on commentary this he's time. He's getting better. You he's know, growing he, he, on. He's, he's the two he's, of
1: the best of all time. So it's like that
0: is true. That is true. But it, it, he wasn't as uh, he wasn't as crazy. I think is is the key. You know, like he kind of scaled back his craziness. Which he was helped. actually
2: match savvy.
0: Yes, yes, and not just like rambling stuff. Like he wasn't past pay per views, so mm-hmm. that was nice.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah so match number one is power and glory the warlord all managed by slick taking on the Texas tornado the British bulldog and the dragon the dragon just the dragon just the dragon yes uh, would you guys like to lead us in and I will um,
0: I have a, a like a, I like this opening match I thought it was it was fast paced.
2: It's better in a scaffold match. That is true. That is true. They. they I like look... the fire breathing behind uh, before the match. It's a lot better than a like the... scaffold match. <laughs> I like how the fans went silent
1: until he blew the flame. Yeah, and then they, they pop. I'm like, that's my favorite. Rick,
0: sorry. Dragon, hey, hey, dragon entrance. My hey. favorite dragon entrance. Uh, speaking of uh, he who shall not be named here, <laughs> um, Roddy Piper actually drops a steamboat reference. Uh, and then pauses... That was, that was
2: Steamboat? I thought it was just the dragon.
0: Whoa. Whoa. He shall not be named. right. What is Steamboat? <laughs> uh, so he drops a Steamboat reference, and then there's a pause for about 15 seconds on commentary. And then and then Piper starts talking about the dragon, because I think McMahon's in his ear telling him, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't understand why they did that. Like, why couldn't you have it come back as Ricky the Dragon Steamboat with the fire breathing... And and refer back to his amazing matches he had before he left. <laughs> he comes back as Steamboat Ricky. Steamboat Ricky. <laughs> uh, other than that, though, uh, Roma has a Paul Roma has a very pretty drop kick. He does. Right? That, very high. Yeah, an elevation he gets. Very pretty drop kick. Uh, and, and a surprise to nobody, Steamboat's great. Or sorry, the Dragon is great at selling. That top rope arm drag. Oh, like just ridiculous. Uh, I just. My thoughts are, this is a very good opener to the show. Better than a scaffold match, I'll tell you. There was one point where I was actually kind of excited because
1: Davey Boy was going for a suplex on Warlord. I'm like, oh, he's not going to do a stalling vertical. But he was trying. But he, he couldn't hold he's it. He's big. He Warlord's a, Warlord big, was a guy. big guy. That's big a whole guy. lot of beef. Um, I also liked the beginning of the match how the faces got an entrance. And the heels are already in the ring.
0: <laughs> you liked that? I did. You it guys are getting. Bo- it didn't bother me.
1: Like every face that came out got a huge. Bother. You don't
0: want. You don't want Warlord going like <laughs> all the way down the, the <laughs> ramp.
1: Um, I don't really have much notes. If I wasn't joining the match.
2: Um, I, I had one. There's this one spot where Hercules was a little bit confusing because he does that whole, oh, no, 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 don't hit me, don't hit me, don't yes. hit me. Yes. When they're both behind the ropes oh, yeah. and, and not like even. 10 feet away. Yeah, and <laughs> not yeah. even making an attempt to come into the ring. Like they're just looking at him like. Yes. What, what, it wasn't what do you mean really going to hit you. Or yes, and like it was. Over here? It was
0: to do a. It was to do a distraction. A distraction to not tag, but have the the illegal man come in and yeah. take over. And it was like this is confusing. It Wasn't very powerful to do that, was it? Kind of a cowardly. act. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't you just run up and punch both guys in the face and bring the ruffle over that way? Because you're yeah. causing ha- havoc, right? I don't know. Warlord did a sunset
2: flip. Yes. Which was
0: weird. Yes, but really? it was it was weird because it was actually. Really well executed. It was well executed, but a man of that size should—I don't think should—I um, don't think should do that kind of move. And to be quite honest, Nikolai like, Volkov spinning kick. Yeah, like there's some moves like depending on your size. Yeah, it's all impressive for you to do that, but it's—it's got to fit your character. And Warlord doing a sunset flip does not fit his character, in my opinion. It looked <laughs> good, but it just yeah. didn't make sense. Yeah, um, solid match. Uh, chaos happens at the end as as these things are to happen in six man tags, and uh, Steamboat gets up onto the top rope and hits a very oh, sorry not Steamboat sorry, who? 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 who 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 who
2: the dragon hits a four on three match all of a sudden yeah Steamboat just come out that's right <laughs> him and the
0: yellow dog just came out <laughs> of the, uh, the dragon hits hits a beautiful diving crossbody onto Roma to get the win solid over. kind of a confusing ending though.
1: Hmm? Like the the setup for that finish was kind of weird. Yeah, it was kind of like
2: it got a little clustered. It was like it got a little was going clustered. On, yeah,
1: but then the pretty uh, crossbody made it yep. worse.
2: solid match. Yeah, like the, whole, I liked the it. match. kept my whole my attention the whole way through. Yep. All right, match number two. Oh my god, I salivated. All right, salivated for this one. This is for the Intercontinental Championship. Mr. Perfect, who is with the coach. I don't know where the coach came from. Don't know. Don't care, really. No, I don't care either. And he has taken on challenger Brett the Hitman Hart. Mr. Perfect is the Intercontinental Champion coming into this match.
0: All I could say, like, to be quite honest, is everyone that listens to this, um, as soon as we're done this podcast, go watch this match. This is a master course. And how to do a professional wrestling match? A master course. A master course. Not a masterpiece. No, it's like a course. It's, it's like a perfect they're, course They're try to teach you like how to be a, a master.
2: Perfect, it's a perfect piece. Oh
0: my god! Okay, yeah. whatever. It's great. <laughs> it is absolutely great. Everything they they're like I. They, there's not even a part where they stumble or yep. or kind of lose track of where they are. You know, like even you go a little bit in the future, the Michaels. Hart thing, the Iron Man, there were some stumbles in there. But this match, there was no stumbles. There was nothing. It was
1: a match that was opening with a lot of rest holds. It was just headlock, 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 but it was so beautifully done. Rest holds It was like, it was a rough, it wasn't like um, well choreographed headlock takeovers. It was like, I'm going to grab you
0: and whip you. Like, it was so much tenacity behind the headlock. like the hair pulling. I
2: love the hair pulling in that.
0: Yeah, where Perfect would pull Brett's hair and then Brett and then as Perfect was trying to get away, Brett would pull his so hair and bring it the back. Goose. Yeah good for the gander. And like you said, it was snug. Um and it was it was intense rest holds. Where sometimes like even now you you watch rest hold and you could tell they're just resting. Yep. No, this was like oh Come no,
1: spots on the fly. Yeah,
0: this this was and then awesome. The beautiful sleeper that Perfect puts heart in. Yeah. Oh. I thought he was going for something else at the time because he kind of hopped yeah. to get it. And I was like, I was, oh. I was, I was, I was first look, he was going for a sling blade. Yeah, that's what I thought, and, that. and then I'm like, oh, it's a sleeper. Like everything they were doing had like intensity to it. Yeah. I liked uh, when Brett grabbed his hair, uh, Perfect's hair and then whipped him. Yeah. And then, and then and he Perfect sl- sold right to the turnbuckle post. Yeah, he slid right into the turnbuckle post, crouching himself on the turnbuckle post. But it, it was in one fluid motion. And that has got to be so hard to do because like, like if even if you catch like a little rut or a little bit of a lip in the canvas, you're stopping. That's it. That, you no, know, it it looks it's gotta... on like it's on one of
1: those uh, long water
0: slides. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I love the commentary in this where Bobby Heaton, uh, is talking and he's like, don't touch that ref. Perfect. And then is like, Why? He's like if, if he if away. he hits if he hits the ref he keeps his title. It's, okay, then nail him. <laughs> okay, nail him. And it's just like oh, Bobby, you are the best. And as usual, the beautiful chest bump into the corner by Brett. Of course, of course, great, uh, great drama with a lot of near falls, which really added to it. But that crowd was on their on the se- on their seats, if not if not standing up the entire with the match. The near
2: falls, like yeah, the crowd reaction with the near falls was. Like, huh. Sorry for the pun, but perfect.
1: Yes, yes. This match for me established that Mr. Perfect was one of the best bumpers. Oh! One of the best. Every bump he took just
0: looked so beautiful. And knowing that his back is completely messed up at this There's time. There's a
2: whole heap of health issues at this point yeah. that he is going through. And
0: he's and he's after this, he doesn't come back and I don't think he wrestles until ninety two. No so he, 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 series. he
2: takes a couple of months off before he even comes back to even manage. Yeah. Or to be the executive and, consultant. That's right.
0: Um just awesome. This was an awesome,
2: awesome, awesome, awesome match. One one thing that Two, I have two big things to say here. Um, they do a tremendous job at showcasing that they are each other's equal in a lot of ways. Yes, yes. Like they are so close. It was just a hair that really separated them as yeah. far as skill, ability, and that ends. Um... Another note here. I'm stumbling. This is keep, a beneficial, fact, this is a beneficial, fact, right beneficial fact right here.
0: Beneficial fact. We can't read notes. We can't read notes. Oh, and uh, Mr. Perfect's snap neck breaker thing when he does the float over. That was so pretty. A lot less dangerous than what he did to Bossman oh, last SummerSlam. The, summer the, 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 the grounded knee blockbuster. Oh,
2: holy moly, that was dangerous. But anyways, go on, Ben. This, um, this match to me is my opinion my opinion one of the top three greatest intercontinental championship matches ever
1: I think the number two is the next SummerSlam is number one the
2: latter match Uh, (laughs) I put that in the 92-1 kind of beside each other okay I get it but what about when Santino
0: Marilla had the te- the IC title?
2: Why did you just have to?
1: When he man? wins from Amaga? Yeah. On Raw. Yeah, that was pretty Oof. good. That was epic. That was. No that was the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: so, um, yeah. yeah, this match, holy cow! So the finish was: uh, both men get knocked down, and there's a there's the ref's laying a count on both, and then Perfect gets up, and and he goes to hit like almost like Jeff Hardy's. Like when he spreads the guy's legs and tries to hit that leg drop, but only with one leg. Perfect choice. He hits it once on Brett and then gets up and goes for it again, but Brett blocks it and then from a laying position hooks his legs and turns him over into a sharpshooter. Excellence of execution. And just reefs on him. And I just couldn't believe he did that with his pack the way it was. And Brett wins the title. And by the way, this is the first time the IC title has changed hands. Uh, with with a submission. Uh, just by the way. Really? Yep. Is that a Jesse fact? That's a Jesse fact. Okay. <laughs> are we, are we just no, I'm just, no, 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 no. No, no. i just I I thought that was interesting. I read that. Hmm, huh. First time, yep.
1: This match was wow. Like, awesome. I, I didn't want I, I I wanted to start chanting and Let Them Fight Forever. Yep. I didn't want this match to end. Like and I didn't care who won or lost. I did not care generally
0: because I just love the match. You know, we just we have a chant that can really do we? I think we do. I think we have a chance. I wasn't done. I think we have a chant. I think
1: we have a chant, man. Well but I wasn't you were done, done?
2: No. Oh, okay, go on. Keep on going. Uh, one last thing to say, and I won't stumble on this one. Brett arrived with this match. From this point on, he was looked at as a top tier player from years to come. Like I mean he Yes he,
1: your whole You're predicting he's a big person player. Well, your eventually. whole perspective
2: of Brett changed once he won this match and won this title. He just, he shot up with that match. Oh, yeah. It was a game changer.
0: Did you see though Todd Pettengale go try to interview Stu and Helen no. after the match? Did you guys see that? No. That was Sean Mooney. Was that Sean Mooney? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But anyways, he messed up really bad because he went... Oh
2: no, that was Alfred Hayes. Sorry. That was Alfred Hayes. It was
0: that Alfred Hayes? Yeah, okay. Sorry. Uh, so he goes to interview and he asks Stu a question. And then Bret Hart comes over, so Stu turns to hug Bret, and he turns back to answer the question, and he gets, like, two words out, and Alfred just takes the mic away and starts talking, and you could tell that Stu wanted to rip his head off, (laughs) and I'm like, why would you take the mic away from Stu Hart? Like, do you not know this Uh, man can, like, just stretch you out right there and make you cry for mommy? Like, what are you doing, Alfred? Anyways, let's get to that chant.
2: That was awesome, not awful for our listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Match number three is the Bushwhackers, Mm. and they are accompanied by Andre the Giant, and they are taking on the newly formed Natural Disasters of Earthquake and Typhoon. Typhoon is formerly Tugboat, and they are with uh, Jimmy Jimmy Hart.
0: What you guys got? Uh, Not much. I did not like this match. (laughs) Good positive start. (laughs) (laughs) And he was my main problem with the match. Typhoon was awful. (laughs) Was awful in this match. You know, like, Earthquake is a big man that sells properly for a big man. You know, he'll let a few moves go, kind of rock, sway, until they hit that double battering ram, then he'll hit. Typhoon gets hit with, like, a clothesline, and he stumbles... And almost like trips on his own legs before he hits the ropes, and then kind of just like f- falls down and rolls underneath. Like so, you're saying yeah. he's be called Typhool? Yeah, Typhool. This Typhool, yeah, Typhool. Yeah. He's awful. <laughs> awful. Typhool. Oh my And he, to be quite honest, I think if if anybody else was tagging with Earthquake, like even if it was Dino Bravo or something, I don't Mantar. think Tar. <laughs> well, that's like a crazier <laughs> Bastion Booger. <laughs> Again, looks like a crazy Earthquake
1: be pretty bad. Uh, the AWS.
0: <laughs> um, ty- 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 typhoon was awful And he took His performance Took me out of this match And it ruined it for me Which is a shame I think it's time we do a compliment sandwich Okay, go for it that I was got... a lot of negativity Yeah, like, darn Dar- right wow,
2: I actually didn't mind this match I was pleasantly surprised I was leading into me oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I was pleasantly surprised as to how well the bushwhackers worked in this match.
1: Oh, geez. Go ahead,
2: Dave.
1: Um, you tell us. I. What's on your mind? To contradict your note, I, 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 the first note I wrote was, "I love how natural disasters are bumping for the bushwhackers." When it made sense,
2: the double team spot. I wasn't really guy.
1: focused on Typhoon too much because
2: they,
1: I think they were purposely showing Earthquake more because he's the previous single star. Yeah. So I, I didn't really see much of Typhoon.
0: To be honest, earthquake sold well. He did. I, I didn't have a problem with earthquake. Typhoon was so bad, it just took me out of it. I was just, no, no. Go be the shock master. Leave me alone. Okay. That, that's what I thought. Go be the shock master. Just leave me alone with your crap. Are we? Are you done now, man? There you go. Ben's gonna. Ben's gonna give us why he liked it. Here we go. We're
2: we're going from bad to okay. So let's hear this. Personally, just. Seeing all their matches so far, I thought this is actually the Bushwhackers' best match they've had. They actually were very good in this match, I thought. Sure. <laughs> That's that I, kind of going on. With I, your I don't point. like the Bushwhackers. Yeah. I'm
0: not yeah. a big Bushwhacker fan like you guys, but I mean, I'm.
1: You give credit I'm where credit is. You and give credit where credit is. Yeah,
2: do. absolutely. I agree. They were Are good. They we were good this. Uh, why don't you go to the
0: finish, and then okay. I'll, um... Well, chaos happens again, <laughs> basically, all, <laughs> all heck breaks loose. Uh, Luke, oh, all, Luke and Typhool, what, you told me I couldn't swear! Now you're laughing at me. <laughs> you're they the Typhool. <laughs> oh, mess. mess. All heck breaks <laughs> Gosh darn it, Guys. Oh, you, you, I, I just don't like you guys very much. So Typhool and Luke are are messing around in the corner, and then Earthquake hits a um, scoop slam on Butch, does his jump around aftershock. aftershock. No, no. but he does the jump around, then he does the aftershock. What do you call the jump around? What is that? The Earth- lead up? The earthquake. Is that the earthquake? Yeah, the tremors. And then the, the tremors, thank you. Thank you. I was searching for the word, the tremors. I'm, I'm wrong to the one great movie by the way with kevin bacon tremors yeah you guys have <laughs> seen it Yes, <laughs> that was <kind> of <laughs>
2: sci-fi iconic film
0: yeah for yeah and so he hits that for the win uh thumbs down for yeah, me yeah thumbs down
2: see i gave it an okay i gave it an okay man uh,
0: yeah Mark. but we don't care <laughs> <laughs> i just about, uh
2: how about lod coming out there that was interesting hey when they're about to go after Andre the Giant, LOD comes out with the, the pads. I was like, oh, oh snap. snap. Yeah, I was getting... Yeah. I like the, the disaster spaces, too. They're like, uh, oh, okay.
0: You know, those kind nice of runnings, too, work at MSG because the, the ramp or the uh, aisle is so short to the to the dressing room, they could take, like, almost 10 steps
2: in the ramp. Yeah, I noticed
1: that with Texas Daniels' entrance. Yeah. He didn't even have one because it was so fast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, just
2: uh, one thing before we do the, uh, the golf clap it is uh, worth noting. This event marked Andre the Giant's last United States pay-per-view appearance in his lifetime. By this point, uh, he is on crutches to get around due to his continuing health problems, which are deteriorating his mobility, which is caused mainly by his acromegaly. Andre would do a brief tour of England in September and October of the same year. These were his last appearances in the WWF in his lifetime. In his lifetime, as he passes away, January twenty seventh of nineteen ninety three. It's it's.
0: Uh, I think it's kind of like full circle that it happened at MSG. There was a place for somebody to have their last anything. Mm-hmm. That's the place. All right. Well
2: yep. Golf. Golf club because it could have been a lot worse, but I was pleasantly surprised. Okay. All right, and now we have a segment, what we like to call Jesse's Triggered.
0: Okay, here we go. This is ridiculous. So Heenan gets up during that Natural Disasters Bushwhacker match and says he's going to go talk to Hogan about something. Because he found out that he's in his dressing room. He shows up, knocks on Hogan's dressing room door, and he's holding... Uh, Heenan is holding the big gold belt, the WCW World Heavyweight title. And then he issues a challenge to Hogan saying that the real world champion Ric Flair uh, issues you a challenge. And then Hogan just slams the door in his face. You never see Hogan. It's it's probably not him, obviously. Now, what my issue with this is, is later in life, McMahon's all worried that Bret Hart is going to take the WWF World title to WCW, which precipitates the... Montreal Screwjob. But yet he had in 1991, he had no problem at all having the WCW world title. Isn't it like what, what's going on, Vince? What is that? Like you're okay with with taking it, but like now that there, there's a possibility of like somebody dishing it onto you, you're like, oh, 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 can't have that. Like, come on. Like that was just to me, that was classless. They should never have done that. I don't care that Ric Flair had a deposit on the belt. And whatnot, you, you just don't do that stuff. Well, right?
2: WCW did take action when they did this as well. Because I don't know if you remember uh, a short while later, they actually had to digitize the belt on TV, like they had to distort it. Oh, really? Like, yeah, okay, it had to distort it because there was actually a, a lawsuit, yeah, that took place. And you know, and rightfully so, I'd say
0: people would give Bret Hart crap about how, like the way he went out, your job is to put somebody over on the way out. Or Medusa taking the title and throwing it in the garbage. At the same time, Flair, if you're having a contract dispute, why wouldn't you put over somebody on your way out? But then again... The the contract dispute doesn't start... Okay, but here's 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 another thing, too. There was matches in between... Like, when the contract dispute started, there was matches after that that he could have dropped the belt. They could have done something. Here's the thing, though.
2: They knew when their contracts were coming up. They knew that. Like yeah. Vince knew when Brett's contract was coming yep. up. They knew when Ric Flair's contract was coming up. What are you putting the title on him for if it's so close to his contract expiring? Exactly. So exactly. you know what? the wrestlers I can only blame so oh, much I'm not, on this. I'm not blaming Flair
0: at all. Like, like it, I'm just saying like he probably should have. But Vince never should have allowed this belt but to But be I mean if I
2: hand team. if I hand in my uh, my thirty days notice from my job you're not going to give me a promotion as a supervisor. Yeah. Because yeah. you Just... know I'm on the way out.